Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about the decade. I feel like this is the decade, if I can say it. Let's go to Exodus, the 33rd chapter, and just uh, so you guys will say, I, I read something. I read the Bible. He did read. He, he had a scripture. Exodus 33. Exodus 33. Now, your pastor talked about, have you been going through Exodus or something? Okay, so he talked out of 34 today. It was very powerful what he spoke out of. <clears throat> um, Exodus 33. Um, so I'm going to start at the first verse. It says, uh, then I'm reading out of NIV. Lord, just be with us, please. Be with us, please. Be with us, please. Then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place. You and the people you brought up from Egypt and go to the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give you, I will give to your descendants, I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites. Come on, somebody say, Hallelujah. I will drive out the Amorites. Come on, somebody say, Praise the Lord. The Hittites and the Parasites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey. How many want to go to the land? Yeah, flow into the, this is what he says, I will, uh, yeah, he says, I'm, I'm uh, go up to the land of flowing with milk and honey, but this is the last, this, this other verse says, but I will not go with you. What? Is that what it says? But I will not go with you because you're a stiff-necked people. I might destroy you on the way. That sounds like a, somebody with an attitude, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, really, honestly, I'm just saying, I'm just saying what I read here. That really, I mean, he's not going to strike you dead. Does that sound like somebody that's like a little bit ticked? He says, he says here, he says, uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to, I'm not going to blow your church up. I promise. I'm not going to blow it up. I love what God's doing for you. I'm not going to, I promise. Just come get the mic for me. If I just stand up and hallelujah, praise God. And I'll take, <clears throat> he says here, he says, uh, he says, cause if I, if, uh, you know, if I were to go with you, even for a moment, I might destroy you. Now take off your earrings and stuff so I can decide what I'm going to do with you. Started off pretty good, but then all of a sudden, it went, it went the other way, huh? So the Israelites stripped off the ornaments uh, at, at Mount Horeb. Now Moses used to take his tent, uh, take take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring, anyone, everybody say anyone. anyone. It's interesting, it's not just Moses, but anyone. Anyone inquiring or seeking of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Now let me just stop here and just say this real fast. Here, this is just on the way. That seeking God is not just for the pastor, for the leaders, but it's a privilege that everyone has. The privilege of approaching the presence of God. The, you know what I mean? That's everybody. Everybody's got, you know, when I, when I heard about uh, Kobe, you know, I was sad too. But the first thing I was asking like you is like, I hope. 
You know what I'm saying? Really, hope doesn't do any good on that side. But I'm just thinking to myself, I hope he got insurance. And I wasn't being funny. You know what I'm saying? I was like, uh, you know, really, I hope that he gave his heart to Jesus. Because what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but yet lose his soul? You know what I'm saying? Did you think about that? I thought about that too. We pray for his kids. We pray for, for all of them. But here, every single one of us has that great privilege. Everybody say privilege. To approach and to seek the Lord, to inquire of the Lord about anything. There's nobody here that God is saying, hey, I don't have time for you. Hey, you know, come back. You know, nobody's going to get their vo God's voicemail. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to get God's voicemail. He's, he's going to... Um, he, he's going to answer. He will answer you. And so here it is. He said, anyone inquiring of the Lord, <clears throat> anyone inquiring of the Lord will go to this tent of meeting outside. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance to their tents, watching Moses until he entered in. Moses went into the tent. The pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whew, is that cool? The Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood in worship. Each at the entrance of the tent, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Now, isn't that the kind of relationship that you want? That's the kind, that's the kind I want. I want that kind of relationship to where, you know, we can talk. We can talk. You know what I'm saying? I've been in church all my life, and, you know, I've seen everything. I've seen it all, you know, for 60 years. You know what I'm saying? My mom got saved. My dad got saved. So all I know is church. I'm like Daniel. All I know is church. I don't know anything else. Even though I look like I could have been a hood, <laughs> a hood rat, I'm not that guy. I'm like Daniel, man. I just grew up in the church all my life, and I always loved God. I mean, yeah. I always love God. And because you said yes, that's the testimony he's got. Isn't that a cool testimony? My dad said yes. My dad never knew his dad. My dad never knew his dad, really. I only saw his dad twice. But my dad said when he was, when he was just a kid, being bounced around from house to house, almost like a foster child in his in, in, within his family, he said to his cousins, he had the dream at eight or nine years old, when I grow up, all of my kids will live under my roof. It's a kid dream, man. And it happened. All of his kids lived under his roof. And all of his kids loved their dad. I love my dad. He's 87 years old. And when I leave here, guess what? I'm going to see my papa. Because I love my daddy. I love my dad. And, you know, I used to watch him. And you know what? The message I'm carrying right now, my dad, he had that message. So where was I? Were you listening to me? Were you listening to me? Well, then you... Huh? Okay, so he was just—it's a face to face, it's face to face. So he he used to talk to God like a man talks to, yeah, face to face. They were talking face to face. Check this out. This is so good right here. 
And then I'm, 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 I, uh, I'm, you know, here it is right here. I'm almost done with this right here. He told me I had a little bit of time. I'm not going to use all this time. I'm going to prophesy over the people. But anyway, stop talking and just, just read. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so he's, he's, he's talking to, you know, he's talking to, seven, uh, you know, the, the 11th verse, the Lord would speak to him as a man, speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to his friend. Then Moses would return. Then Moses will return to the camp, but the young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. I just got to say this. You know, when you're praying, when you're praying older people, the young people are watching you. You know, they're watching your relationship. You know what I'm saying? They're watching you. There's something that young people will catch, man. Just keep, stay on fire. That's what I love about you. I mean, I'm not trying to talk about you the whole time because I'm not getting an offering. So what good does it do for me to talk about you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no, wait a minute. No, I'm on staff. Really, honestly, I got to tell you, I'm here not to speak. I have to tell you that. I'm here actually to behold your order and to learn from you. But just so you know, he's not going to, you know, it's not because he's not, he would give me everything. You know what I'm saying? He loves me. He absolutely loves me. But I'm such a joker, I could say anything. in Dallas. Put that's, your right. Hands together for that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, so you see, I'm not going to get an offering. So, so, you know, but the one thing I love about Daniel, Pastor Daniel, is that he loves God's presence. And even when he was young, and he was just, you know, somebody in the church, man, he was on fire for God. He loved the presence of God. He was so hungry for anything that God would give him from anybody. He just wanted it. He was probably kind of like Joshua. As Joshua was watching over in the corner, this amazing moment of a man talking with the creator of the universe. Well, how you doing? I'm good, Papa. I'm good, Jehovah. You know, I love you. I love all of you. I know. I love you. So they're having this moment. And when, 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 when they were done, Moses would leave. But I believe that Joshua was over in the corner. I think Joshua was probably, Micah was saying, Hey, do you suppose... Um, that we could talk. May I have a moment with you? I would love to have a moment with you. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. 
I don't have time to talk about it, but in Joshua 1, God says to Moses, God says to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. <laughs> that statement was a big statement. Because he knew. You know, he went behind the door. He saw him in. It was a big statement. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I'm telling you, God loves your presence. And he wants to be with you. And so let's read on. I'm just about done with this piece right here. I promise. Here's the moment right here that we're looking at. And I'm, I'm closing. My first closing. It's my first closing. Right? You know what that means, don't you? Huh? Okay. You're, you've heard that, 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 uh, you, oh, really? You've heard the, uh, you've heard the little kids asking the dad, you've heard that? The little kid asking the dad, what, what does in my conclusion mean? What does in my conclusion mean, dad? Nothing, son. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, so here's um, Moses says to the Lord, uh, "You've been telling me about. Uh, you've been telling me this twelfth verse. So you've been telling me uh, lead these people, but you've not let me know who, what's his name, who you will send to be with me." You've said that uh, you. You've said I know you by name, and and you have found favor with me. If you if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that that this nation is your people. This is the fourteenth verse. Then the Lord replied, "My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest." Now, let me just say this to you. <clears throat> let me just read this, the last verse. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. <clears throat> you, you guys are experiencing a moment, right? I mean, you guys are really experiencing a moment. Okay? This, what you guys are experiencing doesn't happen in every church. <laughs> are you hearing me? Huh? It doesn't happen in every church. What you guys are experiencing. <clears throat> this is what I want to encourage you. No matter where you go, because you guys got a lot of stuff you got to do in the next couple months, right? Right? You got a, you got a 2020 journey ahead of you. Right? And you're going to make it. You're going to have the victory. Right? The end of December. We're moving. Come on, somebody. The end of December, we're moving. Huh? This is what I want you to remember, though. <clears throat> Never make it only about victories and successes, okay? Listen to me, guys. 
It's got to always be about the presence of God. Are you hearing me? Because your God's jealous. All right? And you start making it about something else, huh? He's going to disappear. And you won't even know it. He'll be gone. You know, it'll be like Samuel. Samuel, or excuse me, not Samuel, but Samson. You won't even know he's gone. He's gone. Poof. We're always going to make it about the presence of God. Are you hearing me? Always, always make it about the presence of God. But here's what I want you to get out of this. Is that one man can change the world. Are you hearing me? God was mad at the whole group. But this intercessor, this God talker, talked to him about a people. And God was so impressed with their conversation that God said, my presence will go with you. And so I want to encourage you guys to realize that God loves your presence and he will listen to you when you talk to him. Are you hearing me? So now you know how it is when we, so now, so now you know, don't get, don't, get, don't get confused by the guy behind the microphone. You know? Because God listens to conversations. Are you hearing me? He's the original. Are you hearing me? He's the original. We came from him. Huh? He said it's not good that man be alone. Come on. Are you hearing me? He wants to hear you talk to him. And he wants to hear you talk to him about issues. We don't have issues. Everything's always great. Come on. Come on. Huh? We have issues sometimes. Are you hearing me? We have issues. Listen to me, Pastor. Um, so I've been on this journey. I've been on this 30-year journey. I'm 60-something years old, so it's a little bit longer. Yeah, I'm 61. I'll be almost 62 in May 11th. <laughs> and so I'm the guy. So, so, you know, when I used to travel, I used to travel to Hawaii. Obviously, it's been a long time. But when I used to travel to Hawaii, to, um, the cool thing about coming to Hawaii, it was because, man, I saw life there. I, I saw people like Daniel there, Pastor Daniel there. I saw Pastor Daniel there. I saw his wife. I saw others like Pastor Robert. Do you remember when Pastor Robert was, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. I saw hope. I saw people getting saved. I saw people getting raised up, and it inspired me. I was always intrigued. 
because I was really kind of, I hadn't given up on the church, you know what I'm saying? But I was asking questions. I'd ask my pastor questions like, why are people dying? You know, we're saying we're, 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 we're believing God for healing, but people are dying sometimes. Why are they dying? And he's like, he couldn't answer me really. You know, I said it wrong. I'm sure I said it wrong. You know what I mean? I was a young guy. I said it wrong. I tried not to. I just was like, you know, we're praying for people and they're not like getting healed. Why aren't they getting healed? What's going on? You know? <clears throat> Let me just say this. Now I'm the pastor. It was a lot easier on the other side. I'm just going to tell you. It was a lot easier on the other side. Because so, I wasn't being, you know, sarcastic or mean. I was just like, you know, why, why are people, why do, why, do they, why do they die? Why do they die? Why are people, you know, why am I not seeing miracles and healings? And like, uh, so I've been on this 30-year journey asking that question and asking God, I'm not mad at anybody, because I'm the guy now, so I can't be mad at myself. I mean, I can be, but I understand me. <laughs> but when I, went to, when I went to Hawaii, I would see a glimpse, and it would just so inspire me. I would get excited. I'd say, wow, I see you. But I, but, I, but I don't see everything I, that I see. I, I'm still looking for more. How many of you are saying we're not going to settle? This is good. Come on now. This is good. But we're not going to settle. Are you hearing me? Is there anybody here that's a little bit hungry for more? Come on. We're not pointing fingers at anybody. But this is the decade of the seekers, and the seekers are fixers. Are you hearing me? I'm going to read one more scripture, and I'm closing, because I can't get through all this, but I'm just going to read this right here. Second Samuel. I have it on my, um, let me see. I have it on my, Second uh, Samuel. Is it Second Samuel? Um, Second Samuel. Second Samuel before Kings. Yeah, first, is it First Samuel? Is it? Yeah, I've been in church all my life, yeah. I know, son. I've forgotten stuff, man, that I... Dang, let's see here. I'm trembling, let's see. Let's see. Let's go to um, Tara. Uh, let's go to her. Um, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's go to Second Samuel. That's it. Second Samuel twenty-one. I'm there. Somebody, somebody, give me a break. Somebody, give me a break. Give me a break. 
I've been in, listen, I've been in three services already. This is my fourth service. I'm not used to this, okay? I'm not. <laughs> okay. Listen to this, guys. This is the, this is, uh, the 21st chapter of the, the first verse. Read this. Okay. You ready? You with me? During the reign of David, there was a famine for three successive years. So David sought the face of the Lord. Is that powerful? So that means right there that there, were, there was no rain for three successive years. The first year, David was like, God, we got we to gotta have some rain. Everybody shout rain. We got to have some rain, God. We have some rain. Second year, I'm sure he was praying, God, this is the second year. We need some rain. Everybody say rain. rain. Okay, third year, he says, uh, God, what's going on? We need some rain. We need some rain. Somebody shout rain. rain. After their third successive year, the Bible says, he's like, what's wrong? Are we Okay. Are, are we okay? God, God, are, are we okay? So he, he seeks the Lord. He see, everybody say, seek the Lord. Seek. He seeks the Lord. The Lord said it is on the account of Saul and his blood-stained house. It is because he put the Gibeonites to death. Now, I don't have, just close your book because I don't have time to go through this, but let me just say this. Stuff can happen before your watch that you know nothing about. You just saw it there, right, huh? Are you hearing me? It can happen. Stuff can happen in which, man, we're going like, what's going on? Why is this not happening? You know, why is, why is this not happening? So... <clears throat> David seeks the Lord. You know, he's not just like, he's not hammering people. He's not hammering the leaders. You know, he's not saying, hey, you know what? You need to fast more. Am I moving the prophetic right now? I don't know, because I'm not sure it could happen at any moment. It could. I'm just kidding. So let me just say this in my closing. Yeah, come on up hit the piano. So that's how people know it's for real. In my conclusion. And in my conclusion. In my, and in my conclusion. Um, I just have to say this, that I believe, I'm going to say this real fast. I believe that as we seek the Lord, in this season, in this decade, God's going to talk to us about some stuff, about some issues. So, so I was, uh, I had this dream. I'm a dreamer, but I don't dream all the time. But I had this dream, uh, you know, about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I feel like, I feel like, man, I need some more. <laughs> That's what I feel. I speak in tongues. But, but, 
I'll be honest. I feel like, I'm just being honest, I feel like I need more. So I'm talking to God about more right now, you know? I'm like saying, I, I need to be refilled. Because I don't, you know, I'm having to deal with these issues that I was asking the preacher about, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm like having to say, God, I'm just like him. I don't really have, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I don't have the power, but it's like a trickle. It's, you know what I mean? It's not like what I want it to be. Are you hearing me? You know what I'm saying? It's not like what I feel like it should be, what I see in the Bible even. It's not like, so I'm like wanting to fix that because I don't want to leave it to my kids this way. Are you hearing me? I mean, it was left to me this way. You know what I'm saying? I, I've lived my whole life in almost a powerless, almost, you know, you know, when I see things like this, it so inspires me. I know him. You understand? I know him. I was around when God was putting him back together. This guy's brilliant. I'm just telling you. There are kids out there that are just like him. They're brilliant. Are you hearing me? And we need power to help them. Are you feeling me, Jimbo? We, we need power to help them. So I'm, I'm there and I'm asking God. I'm like, I'm like talking to God. I'm, I'm like having a moment with him. I'm like saying, God, I need more. Help me. Have mercy on me, please. I've been talking to you about this for 30 years. Now I'm kind of, was, when I was talking to you, I was like young, but now I'm a little bit older. Please. Don't let me leave this world without seeing your glory. Please. to my kids like this. Help me fix this, Papa. Help me fix this, please. Help me fix this. I'm not blaming. Man, I'm not even mad at my ancestors. You know, I'm not mad at my father's generation. I'm repenting like Nehemiah. I repent for my life, for my dad's house, and for my ancestors, have mercy on us, please. We've sinned before you. You understand what I'm saying? So I had this moment in which uh, I had this dream. And there was this, Pastor Gill, there was this huge river bed. So, but it was dry. I could not even see where the water was but I could see trees that had grown up. There were big bushes that were logs and then bushes coming out of them. And uh, <clears throat> I'm looking and all of a sudden, I see this water gently come in. It wasn't like a rushing, it was just like gentle, 
but it filled that big, huge, dry area up, and it hit the banks, and water just fell over. And all of a sudden, that big, huge, dry riverbank was filled with water. I thought, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I walked over to this area, and over in a ravine under the water were what I know to be now issues. They were issues. And let me just say this to you guys. If we're going to be close, we're going to have close to God, we're going to have to talk to God about stuff that he wants to talk about. And he may talk about stuff that was before our time. Are you feeling me? He, we, we may have to deal with stuff like that. You know, even though it wasn't our fault, even though it wasn't our issue, you know what I'm saying? He may want, what if he brings it up? If he brings it up, do we say, hey, that was before my, that wasn't on my watch. I love you. What do we do? Huh? What did David do? David had to deal with that stuff. Do you know when David dealt with that stuff? When he dealt with it, the famine and the dryness lifted. And there was rain upon the land. Are you hearing me? And so, you know, we got to talk to God sometime about stuff. So I'm just going to say the closer we get to God, the more we're going to see even the ugliness in our own hearts sometimes. Have you ever been in his presence and all of a sudden he shows you something you go, that's not me. That's not me. You go, oh my gosh, that is me. He's like, yeah, that's you. And you're thinking, you saw it all this time, but you love me. You love me so much. Issues. You know, some of us have anger issues. Some of us have unforgiveness issues. And we just feel like God's okay with it. Come on. Are you hearing me? And maybe stuff is buried in us that we've forgotten. And as we're seeking God, come on, as we're seeking, as we're talking with him, as we're spending time with him, he's going to show us. Now I'm going to prophesy something over this place. I'm closing. I'm done. Here it is. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.